Section 43 of Mark Twain's Autobiography, Volume 2. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain, read by John Greenman. Monday, April 9, 1906. Letter from French Girl enclosing cable about Huck Finn. The Juggernaut Club. Letter from Librarian of Brooklyn Public Library in regard to Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Mr. Clemens's reply. The deluge of reporters trying to discuss contents of that letter. This morning's mail brings me from France a letter from a French friend of mine, enclosing this New York cablegram. Mark Twain intervie. New York, 27 mars. Par dépêche de notre correspondant particulier. Les directeurs de la bibliothèque de Brooklyn ont mis les deux derniers livres de Mark Twain à l'index pour les enfants au-dessus de quinze ans, les considérant comme malsains. Le célèbre humoriste a écrit à des fonctionnaires une lettre pleine d'esprit et de sarcasme. Ces messieurs se refusent à la publier, sous le prétexte qu'ils n'ont pas l'autorisation de l'auteur de l'affaire. The letter is from a French girl who lives at Saint-Denis, in Joan of Arc's region. I have never seen this French girl, but she wrote me about five years ago, and since then we have exchanged friendly letters three or four times a year. She closes her letter with this paragraph. Something in a newspaper that I read this morning has surprised me very much. I have cut it out because often these informations are forged, and if this is the case the slip of paper will be my excuse. Please allow me to smile, my dear unseen friend. I cannot imagine for a minute that you have been very sorry about it. In France such a measure would have for immediate result to make everyone in the country buy these books, and I, for one, am going to get them as soon as I go through Paris perfectly sure that I'll find them as wholesome as all you have written. I know your pen well. I know it has never dipped in anything but clean, clear ink. I must go back now to that French cablegram. Its information is not exactly correct, but it is near enough. Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer are not recent books. Tom is more than thirty years old. The other book has been in existence twenty-one years. When Huck appeared, twenty-one years ago, the public library of Concord, Massachusetts, flung him out indignantly, partly because he was a liar, and partly because, after deep meditation and careful deliberation, he made up his mind on a difficult point, and said that if he'd got to betray Jim or go to hell, he would go to hell, which was profanity, and those Concord purists couldn't stand it. After this disaster, Huck was left in peace for sixteen or seventeen years. Then the public library of Denver flung him out. He had no similar trouble until four or five months ago, that is to say, last November. At that time I received the following letter. 
Sheepshead Bay Branch, Brooklyn Public Library, 1657 Shore Road, Brooklyn, New York, November 19th, 05. Dear Sir, I happened to be present the other day at a meeting of the children's librarians of the Brooklyn Public Library. In the course of the meeting, it was stated that copies of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn were to be found in some of the children's rooms of the system. The superintendent of the children's department, a conscientious and enthusiastic young woman, was greatly shocked to hear this, and at once ordered that they be transferred to the adults' department. Upon this, I shamefacedly confessed to having read Huckleberry Finn aloud to my defenseless blind people without regard to their age, color, or previous condition of servitude. I also reminded them of Brander Matthews' opinion of the book, and stated the fact that I knew it almost at heart, having got more pleasure from it than from any book I have ever read, and reading is the greatest pleasure I have in life. My warm defense elicited some further discussion and criticism, from which I gathered that the prevailing opinion of Huck was that he was a deceitful boy who said sweat when he should have said perspiration. The upshot of the matter was that there is to be further consideration of these books at a meeting early in January, which I am especially invited to attend. Seeing you the other night at the performance of Peter Pan, the thought came to me that you, who know Huck as well as I, you can't know him better or love him more, might be willing to give me a word or two to say in witness of his good character, though he warn't no more quality than a mudcat. I would ask as a favor that you regard this communication as confidential, whether you find time to reply to it or not, for I am loath, for obvious reasons, to bring the institution from which I draw my salary into ridicule, contempt, or reproach. Yours very respectfully, Asa Don Dickinson, in charge, Department for the Blind and Sheepshead Bay Branch, Brooklyn Public Library. That was a very private letter. I didn't know the author of it, but I thought I perceived that he was a safe man, and that I could venture to write a pretty private letter in return, and trust that he would not allow its dreadful contents to leak out and get into the newspapers. I wrote him on the 21st. 21 Fifth Avenue, November 21, 1905. Dear Sir, I am greatly troubled by what you say. I wrote Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn for adults exclusively, and it always distresses me when I find that boys and girls have been allowed access to them. The mind that becomes soiled in youth can never again be washed clean. I know this by my own experience, and to this day 
I cherish an unappeasable bitterness against the unfaithful guardians of my young life, who not only permitted but compelled me to read an unexpurgated Bible through before I was fifteen years old. None can do that and ever draw a clean, sweet breath again this side of the grave. Ask that young lady. She will tell you so. Most honestly do wish I could say a softening word or two in defense of Huck's character, since you wish it, but really in my opinion it is no better than those of Solomon, David, Satan, and the rest of the sacred brotherhood. If there is an unexpurgated in the children's department, won't you please help that young woman remove Huck and Tom from that questionable companionship? Sincerely yours, signed S. L. Clemens. I shall not show your letter to anyone. It is safe with me. A couple of days later I received this handsome rejoinder in return. Sheepshead Bay Branch, Brooklyn Public Library, 1657 Shore Road, Brooklyn, New York, November 23, 05. Dear Sir, your letter received. I am surprised to hear that you think Huck and Tom would have an unwelcome effect on boys and girls, but relieved to hear that you would not place them in the same category with many of the scriptural reprobates. I know of one boy who made the acquaintance of Huck in 1884 at the age of eight, and who has known him intimately ever since, and I can assure you he is not an atom the worse for the twenty years' companionship. On the contrary, he will always feel grateful to Huck's father, I don't mean Pop, for the many hours spent with him and Jim when sickness and sorrow were forgotten. Huckleberry Finn was the first book I selected to read to my blind, for selfish reasons, I am afraid, and the amount of innocent enjoyment it gave them has never been equaled by anything I have since read. Thanking you for the almost unhoped-for courtesy of your reply, I am yours very respectfully, Asa Don Dickinson. Four months drifted tranquilly by. Then there was music. There came a freshet of newspaper reporters, and they besieged my secretary all day. Of course, I was in bed. I am always in bed. She barred the stairs against them. They were bound to see me, if only for a moment, but none of them got by her guard. They said a report had sprung up that I had written a letter some months before to the Brooklyn Public Library, that, according to that report, the letter was pungent and valuable, and they wanted a copy of it. They said the head officials of the Brooklyn Library declared that they had never seen the letter, and that they had never heard of it, until the reporters came and asked for it. 
I judged by this that my man, who was not in the head library but in a branch of it, was keeping his secret all right, and I believed he could be trusted to continue to keep that secret for his own sake as well as mine. That letter would be a bombshell for me if it got out, but it would hoist him too. So I feel pretty confident that, for his own sake, if for no other, he would protect me. My secretary had a hard day of it, but I had a most enjoyable one. She never allowed any reporter to get an idea of the nature of the letter. She smoothed all those young fellows down and sent them away empty. They renewed the assault next day, but I told her to never mind. Human nature would win the victory for us. There would be an earthquake somewhere, or a municipal upheaval here, or a threat of war in Europe. Something would be sure to happen in the way of a big excitement that would call the boys away from number 21 Fifth Avenue for 24 hours, and that would answer every purpose. They wouldn't think of that letter again, and we should have peace. I knew the reporters would get on the right track very soon, so I wrote Mr. Dickinson and warned him to keep his mouth hermetically sealed. I told him to be wise and wary. His answer bears date March 28th. Bayridge Branch, Brooklyn Public Library, 73rd Street and 2nd Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, March 28th, 06. Dear Mr. Clemens, Your letter of the 26th inst received this moment. As I have now been transferred to the above address, it has been a long time reaching me. I have tried to be wary and wise, and am very grateful to you for your reticence. The poor old BPL has achieved some very undesirable notoriety. I thought my head was coming off when I heard from my chief on the telephone night before last, but yesterday he began to be amused, I think, at the teapot tempest. Last night I reached home at 11.30 and found a herald man sitting on the steps, leaning his head against the door post. He had been there since 7.30, and said he would cheerfully sit there till morning if I would give him the least hint of the letter's contents. But I was wise and wary. At the January meeting it was decided not to place Huck and Tom in the children's room along with little Nellie's silver mine and Dotty Dimple at home, but the books have not been restricted in any sense whatever. They are placed on open shelves among the adult fiction, and any child is free to read adult fiction if he chooses. I am looking forward with great eagerness to seeing and hearing you tomorrow night at the Waldorf, as I have a wild scheme for a national library for the blind. They have been generous enough to place a couple of boxes at my disposal. The young lady whom you mentioned in your letter, 
the superintendent of the children's department, and several other BPLs, I hope will be present. I am very sorry to have caused you so much annoyance through reporters, but be sure that I have said nothing, nor will say anything to them, about the contents of that letter. And please, don't you tell on me. Yours very respectfully, Asa Don Dickinson. I saw him at the Waldorf the next night, where Choate and I made our public appeal in behalf of the blind, and found him to be a very pleasant and safe and satisfactory man. Now that I have heard from France, I think the incident is closed, for it had its brief run in England two or three weeks ago, and in Germany also. When people let Huck Finn alone, he goes peacefully along, damaging a few children here and there and yonder, but there will be plenty of children in heaven without those, so it is no great matter. It is only when well-meaning people expose him that he gets his real chance to do harm. Temporarily, then, he spreads havoc all around in the nurseries, and no doubt does prodigious harm while he has his chance. By and by, let us hope, people that really have the best interests of the rising generation at heart will become wise and not stir Huck up. End of section 43, Monday, April 9th, 1906.